But he was like, it is better for you to go live. It is better for you to share the videos. It is better for you to get your face out there now. Then what if Oprah calls you and says, hey, I want to go live with you. And you're like, oh, my God. Hi, and welcome back to Careers 2.0. Today, we're talking with Dish Fletcher. Her story with online business started actually with a health scare that made her look into alternative medicine. Based on that, she built her side hustle into both online and offline businesses, and now she's going full-time. Let's start product creation, serving your community, and social media energy, which Tish has to spare. Enjoy. let's start with a little bit of a background um and let me ask you first uh, i think you started the brand or your business in this in this market as fletcher and reese and i want to know who's a reese yeah what yeah you did your research <laughs> yes ma'am yeah so uh my name is tish fletcher i'm from clarksville tennessee small town um, north of nashville tennessee and my great grandmother her name was Aura May Reese, very Southern. Um, and she was the matriarch or the family, the matriarch matriarch of the community. And um, she was always making stuff. Um, usually it had something to do with the aloe vera plant um, or she was growing something in the backyard. And so as I was um, trying to come up with a name for my CBD brand, all of the quippy, cool, catchy names were taken. And um, I don't know, some, somehow my, grandma, my great-grandmother's last name popped in, into my head. And I was like, well, that's a perfect way to pay homage to her being um, just a phenomenal person. And so that's how that, that came about. My last name's Fletcher and then her last name. That's cool. So let's talk about this CBD brand. Uh, can you tell us how you got into it? Um, I know that uh, now it's maybe more common and all around but a few years back it, it, it wasn't so um tell us about it a little bit yeah so it's funny it's a very funny um i lived in los angeles for 14 years so most people assumed that i got into cbd and cannabis in la i'm like <laughs> no quite the opposite um i relocated to birmingham alabama which is where i currently live um just about four years ago and within about a year and a half of being here, I just started to suffer from different things out of the blue, like fibroids, um, which is a common occurrence, um, specifically among black uh, women. And um, so one, a fibroid sent me to the emergency room. I've never been in so much pain in my life. And I had some CBD on hand. And the funny story about how I had the CBD, a brand reached out to me and they were like, hey, would you um, consider being a brand ambassador? And I was like, no, I work in, at the time I worked in education. I was like, no, I was kind of offended because I didn't know, you know, I lacked the knowledge. So I assumed mm -hmm. that it would make me high. I assumed that it was illegal. And so I was offended. I was like, no. And luckily by the grace of God, she um, explained to me 
And without judgment, she explained to me um, that it would not make me high, that it was from a different plant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So she sent me the products and I let them sit in my house for months. And until I was like at my wits end, went to the ER, um, came home. I was still in pain. And I was like, oh, let me try the CBD, the brand scent. And so I tried it. I slept like a baby. I had no pain and I did not get high. And so it was so life changing that the next morning I woke up and I started researching, started ordering books. Um, fast forward a few months, I started making products. I ordered an infusion machine. I took products to my friends um, and their family. And then my best friend and her family were like, you need to start selling these products. I was like, what? When are you <laughs> just saying that because you love me? You're my cook? She's like, no, you really need to start selling this stuff. And her family said the same. And so that's how it started. I started selling um, the products with, you know, a lot of zeal, mm-hmm. not a lot of information in terms of the regulations. Um, but I did learn very quickly, <laughs> very yeah. quickly, that CBD can be quite a challenge um, because it is still considered a drug. Uh, mm-hmm. And with that comes a lot of restrictions with advertising. I can mm-hmm. Can't do paid ads, not on Google, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. It's still banned in a lot of places. It, yeah, it's also, yeah, there's that. So although it's legal in all um, all of the U.S., mm-hmm. it's not legal everywhere. Um, payment processors, you have to use specific payment processors. Um, even with email marketing. There are some places where you can't or some email marketing companies where you cannot or SMS marketing. Um, you can set up an email marketing account, but you can't do an SMS marketing account. So I encountered quite a bit of pushback. But because the product changed my life so much, I was just hell bent in, you know, turning my pain into my purpose and getting the word out and educating people that, hey, there is something out there that can help you. By the way, do you think that the background in education that you had helped you be good at educating people about this uh, oh, in your business? That's a great question. Yeah, I never thought about that. Um, I was actually recruited into education. I was working in the creative industry, mm-hmm. um, first TV and film production, and then advertising, and then from there I was recruited to work into um, to work for a charter school system as a career development coach. Um, while I was in advertising, I was tasked with creating an internship and mentorship program for kids, uh, for young adults. They would hate that I said kids, for young <laughs> adults. And I fell in love with working with them. I had no idea that I had that skill set, no idea that I could relate to them so easily. Um, and once I was recruited to be a career development coach, that's where Coach Tish really took form, mm-hmm. if you will, and um, was coaching my students. And so... Yeah, that background with coaching my students and then also coaching um, health and wellness customers and clients, that education um, definitely played a huge role. And plus, I love learning. And so I was researching and getting books, ordering books. Um, Amazon stayed very busy during that time and it still stays busy with me. <laughs> How did the process of the product development look like? Is, was it at home or you were trying to get some producers to help you out with it? Or how, how does one start creating products like that? 
Yeah. So I started making products at home um, with an infusion machine. Um, it was very easy to, you know, YouTube University and Google, um, the College of Google, uh, that worked out. Um, what I did realize uh, quickly was how important it was to have certificates of analysis, especially for um, products that people would be consuming. So the first few products that I developed were, um, you know, entry level products mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. a bath bomb, bath salts. Um, my old school customers remember the bath salts um, and then massage oil and things of that nature. External like for relaxation. I really wanted to mm -hmm. provide entry level self-care, self-love type products and then slowly introduce them to tinctures and gummies and things of that nature. So that's how it started. I knew that my customer was like me. They needed mm -hmm. something a little more entry level. Um, and I didn't want them to get to, to the point of an ER visit for them to finally say, you know, yeah. let me try this product. Um, so I was like, you know, many women love bath bombs or bath salts for self-care, a, a good body oil. And so that's how that started. And then, of course, um, I did start researching uh, partners to create the products and or purchase for white label and private label. So educating people through products and introducing them sort of start level and growing. Yes. Uh, did, you, did you create them sort of, are you saying that you are the model of your customer? So have you started by creating sort of for yourself and experimenting for yourself and how quickly or when did it happen, if at all, that you started taking the feedback or, or what people were interested around in your market to create it specifically for them and what they desire? Yeah. So I was definitely my own customer first. Um, I knew that there was, if I, with all of my education and degrees and experience and 14 years in LA, like people, <laughs> some people say, you know, I didn't know. And um, you don't know what you don't know. And so mm -hmm. I was like, and I'm in the South. I'm in the Bible Belt. So I knew that there was a stigma surrounding cannabinoids in general. And so I was my own first customer. And then as I was doing pop-ups, and um, I have been blessed to be a part of the, um, specifically here, Woodlawn Street Market, uh, which is a very popular street market um, opportunity. I was uh, blessed to be accepted into that and also blessed to um, do a um, pop-up almost once or twice a month at the Stardom, which is a comedy club here. And and that's because um, it's a karaoke night hosted by Ricky Smiley, who is a phenomenal, um, phenomenal person. I've known him for 20 years. He's a comedian, radio talk show host, um, and just all around great person and a very loyal customer. And so as I was doing pop-ups um, at those events, I learned very quickly because I was also asking, especially return customers, you know, what else would they like to see? What mm -hmm. else do they need? Um, I also learned from one of those pop-ups at the Stardome that, you know, some customers, particularly customers who are dealing with cancer, um, whether they are currently in treatment or survivors, they needed something stronger. And I had not been open to providing something stronger like mm -hmm. the Delta 8s or 9s of the world. Um, or the pain creams, like, like very strong pain creams until they requested it. And I'm like, well, if my customers need and want it, I would prefer to provide it to them because I know that I'm going to source the best 
out there that I could find. And so that's how that started happening was, you know, pop ups and just talking. Mm, Can you tell us a little bit how the offline world and the pop up stores merged or transitioned into the online or it was it was going all the time? Parallelly sort of together or oh, yeah. one? Parallel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was definitely parallel. Um, so once I once I opened my online store, mm-hmm. that was just a few days before I was scheduled to have a preventative double mastectomy. And it's crazy because I wanted the my customers to have access to the product. But what I didn't know was that Shopify uh, did not allow uh, payments uh, for CBD on their mm-hmm. system. And so that was that was a rude awakening for me. Uh, they held on to that money um, for quite a while. And so with doing that, I learned that I really needed to get out into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already out in the community before, um, you know, starting the store online. Um, but I, I quickly learned that I needed to be out in the community even more and not rely on online sales. And so that's how that happened. And it's been parallel ever since. Um, and with having the pop-ups, um, I also realized that the more conversations I have, the more people um, learn to know, like, and trust me mm-hmm. um, and get to know me as a person and my personality, my story, um, that's when I realized, you know, initially I did not want a store. I did not want a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if it were to help more people, um, to have a place where they feel comfortable to come in, have a seat and learn, have a conversation, then I would open a store. And so it just so happened that a store was available in the Woodlawn area where I was doing the pop-ups. And um, it that's where I am now. Um, I also have my online store, but I also um, have a brick and mortar. How does your business in terms of revenue looks like between the brick and mortar and the online world these days? Well, here's full transparency. It's pretty low. <laughs> it's pretty low. Um, I started this. I still had a full time job when I started mm-hmm. this picture. I was working remotely um, and I was just laid off two months ago. Um, And so because this was a passion project, just being profitable was enough for me. Mm -hmm. Um, However, now as a main source of income, it's it's pretty low, um, which has caused me to pivot and focus more on my health coaching business, on my digital products. which I, you know, I'm grateful to have found uh, Selfie, uh to offer those digital products and to offer, um, you know, sometimes I, most of the products that are on my Selfie site are uh, free. They're freebies. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest way for me to upload my freebies, freebies and send people to that link for them to download. And in turn, I get their contact information and I can stay in touch with them through email marketing. So, um, yeah, revenue is pretty low. I am hopeful, but it it is pretty low. How does the stack look like or the funnel uh, for your online business? So you have in your link tree, there's a list of products and offers. There is a lot of stuff there. 
Um, there is uh, there is there are your products. There, as I understand, there are affiliate, uh, there are freebies as well. Do you have um, an idea of how the customer sort of goes through them, or do you see something working better and something worse? And and, and what is it? Yeah, great question. I since being you know, I'm freshly laid off two months, and so I am exploring. It's all about innovating, being open to evolving, pivoting. And so what I have found um, in the last few months is that freebies work. Um, giving out free content, digital content that um, is attractive to my audience, to my target audience. When I give out, say, a free guide on inflammation, or a free guide, you know, CBD is an anti-inflammatory. If I give out a guide on intermittent fasting, which also helps with inflammation, a guide on cryotherapy, which helps with inflammation, those are my customers. Mm -hmm. And so when I give out those guides and they put in their email address, then I'm able to stay in touch with them and to nurture them, uh, those customers into potentially either if they're local, come into my store or visit my website or other products. And as it relates to affiliate links, you know, there's products that I love. And, you know, if I can get a coupon code to provide to my audience, then they're, you know, they're more apt to be like, oh, thanks, Tish. Like I had someone recently, she came in and she had her gut health test completed. And she was so excited to find out that this is, this may seem small, but to find out that um, there are certain uh, foods that you would deem healthy that are not conducive to her goals. Mm -hmm. And so she's very excited to have learned that information and to have saved money through my affiliate link. So that's why I have affiliate links. That's why I have articles and um, di different things in my link tree. So that's all sort of part of the educational as well, right? So you educate and then you can sell them a product. How does the email marketing that you mentioned twice already, and we all know that it's big for building relationships, right? Online, when someone doesn't want to have an opportunity to visit your store, they have you have to keep in touch. And um, how does email compares to social media in terms of relationships? Like you're talking with people in comments, or you reply to their emails, or you just see bigger engagement and open rates through email. If I had to pick, um, social media. Uh, has been more beneficial in terms of someone being able to see me, to hear my voice, to to understand my story. You know, if you go to my Instagram account, one of the first three, the pinned profile is going to be me crying, sharing my story. I had no intentions on crying when I was sharing the story, but it helps people to understand why I'm passionate about health and wellness. Um and so social media has helped tremendously. Email marketing, I'm still learning that mm -hmm. process um, and nurturing that process. In terms of engagement, social media is still phenomenal. Facebook especially. Although I have a very huge, well, huge-ish following on Instagram, mm -hmm. I, only, I have like 2,000 followers on Facebook and there's probably more engagement there. But SMS text messaging is far more, um, I see more open rates through my text messages mm -hmm. than email marketing. So if anyone's watching this, listening to this, it is 
if you can do both, <laughs> please get a phone number and an email address and really go in on the SMS marketing. That's something that I realized just in learning with, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pinky Cole and Slutty Vegan. No, uh, not so. no. So um, it's, uh, I would say, a cultural phenom uh, in terms of restaurants, um, guerrilla mm -hmm. marketing. And she okay. really captured an audience through her SMS really? uh, marketing. And, and Yeah, that's something that I don't hear a lot. That's something underutilized. I think it's a sort of like, you know, still part of the offline world somehow. Yeah. And, and, and maybe a lot of people in, in the creator economy sort of stay away from it for some reason, but it's good to hear that it actually works very oh, well. Oh, it works way better um, than, for me, it has worked way better. I mean, think about it. When you sign up for someone's list or say 15 or 20%, you come mm -hmm. to their website and you see the pop-up, oh, I say 15% or 20% if I put in my phone number and my email address, blah, blah, blah. And then when you're looking at your phone, you're going to look at text messages, right? Right. Whereas once you see all your emails, you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. Delete, delete, delete. Like some emails I don't even open mm -hmm. if I know it's just, you know, random marketing that I signed up for. Yeah. So SMS, I automatically open all of those messages. Good so point. It's always going to stand out on your phone. Yes. So you have to put yourself in the consumer's shoes. Like, how do you inter uh, interact with um, content creators or brands? Mm -hmm. um, and then how would you want them to interact with you? And so um, that has helped. Um, let's go back to the socials. As you mentioned, yeah, on, on Facebook, you have like 2K, on Instagram, 50K. Why do you think that Facebook is the one that has the bigger engagement and works better. Is it because your audience that is maybe mostly active still there? Um, yeah. Or, or, or maybe more more the engagement part where the comment section is more visible and more prominent than hidden little tiny text in Instagram? Yeah, I definitely... Um, so Facebook, I've had since I was a... You know, since it first came out when you had to have a college student account. Sure, yeah. So I, you know, that's been there. Um, also, I'm 43. I'm 43 years old. Most of my audience has a Facebook account. Mm -hmm, exactly. My targeted audience is um, 40 to about 65, 40 or so. And so they're on Facebook. They're used to Facebook. They're mm -hmm. used to Facebook groups. Um, whereas Instagram, they may have an account. Um, they may post, they may scroll, um, but mostly Facebook. But you are trying and you are exploring the new platforms. I've seen you, of course, on Instagram. I've seen you TikToking. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned to me before we actually started recording that you did not plan to put yourself out there and you put your face yeah. out there, but it did happen. Why do you think it's so important? And do you enjoy it or you do it because business? No, I enjoy it. I'm an introvert. Believe it or not, I'm an introvert and a homebody. And, but what I will do is for the sake of helping others, this is something that I learned that my role, my purpose, my job, my calling in life is to love on other people. And sometimes that might mean I have to get uncomfortable in order to serve others. Mm -hmm. sometimes that means turning on my camera and going live and I'm like oh I don't know what I want to talk about today 
Um, and I may have notes because notes and planning helps me. Um, but yeah, it's really for the sake of helping, um, my customers to Mm -hmm. get to know me and get to know my heart and also to educate them. You know, I, so I have the store, um, what I have realized is that considering everything that I offer, um, the services from health coaching, uh, CBD, cryotherapy, um, everything basically is to address inflammation. Mm-hmm. Chronic inflammation is the root cause to many diseases. And so when you address the root cause, then hopefully you can address um you know, that disease or you mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. whatever impact, you know, stress and all of those other things. Um, and so there are a lot of people who are walking around in pain. And if I can go live or if I can record a video and give them two minutes on the benefits of exogenous ketones, which is something I just posted this morning. Um, before we got on this on this call, um, exogenous ketones, if I could go live and explain to them that, you know, CBD is not going to make you high, or if I can explain how beneficial uh, targeted cryotherapy is, then it's worth it for me to get uncomfortable for those few minutes in order to help someone else. You are extremely natural at it. Like, Yay! that's exactly the reason why I wanted to talk with you, because I saw the energy on those videos, as I told you, and that's why I wanted to talk with you. Um, but I wonder, does do, do you care about the quality of it? Like, do you think about light, light and, and, and position or whatever? Just grab the phone, put it in front of your face and just go. Um, sometimes, like this morning's video, for example, there's a big shadow across my face. And you see it. Nobody else will, but you see it. I noticed it and I was like, I could have. You know, I could have adjusted it. I could have died. I could have turned on the light. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at the end of the day, just post the video. Um, it's funny. A friend of mine years ago, he told this was when I had maybe three thousand followers. He said, and it took me years to finally listen, mm-hmm. but he was like, it is better. For you to go live it is better for you to share the videos it is better for you to get your face out there now while you have 2,000 followers then what if Oprah calls you and says hey I want to go live with you and you're like oh my god she has millions of followers and then you freak out it's better to um, work on that skill if you will earlier on and get more comfortable talking to your audience earlier than it is to wait for this big moment and you're you're freaking out because you know lots of people are scared including myself of public speaking like but you you have if you want to if you're a business owner Mm -hmm. um and if you also want to help people sometimes you just have to get uncomfortable and do it and so would i love to have the lights camera action the teleprompter look there are apps that help if you Mm -hmm. you know would feel more comfortable scripting it out there's an app you can download that will help you read from a teleprompter um so yeah but at the end of the day you just have to do it at the end of the day just do it now am i i don't really do the get ready with me type 
um, post, and maybe mm-hmm. one day I will, um, but I haven't really gotten to that. Um, I think I got a little more comfortable posting as I was going through my uh, mastectomy and reconstruction journey because I didn't care about putting on makeup. I didn't really care how I looked. It was like, listen, this is the journey um, and I want to share and this information is more important than mm-hmm. how I feel. Um, I also have to, you know, be um, aware that I'm a morning person. So I usually have more energy in the morning. Knowing that if I'm going to post a video or record a video, do it in the morning. Because if I do it in the evening, I'm going to be half sleep or very low energy. Yeah. So l- little things like that. And then, um, you know, sometimes you may have to do batch content. Like maybe you set aside a day and record tons of things. I haven't really gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I've done it a few times and it is helpful. Yeah, same here. It, it's helpful. But then you sort of have to make it a routine and actually but- like do it continuously because if you fall out of it you're gonna be like ah <laughs> yeah that the key word is routine yeah um and you know sometimes having an accountability partner um helps like right now i'm doing a challenge um, with my ketones and it helps to have an accountability partner because i know she if i don't post she's gonna be like hey or I'm going to be like, hey, did you post? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? What's going on? So that also helps as well. Like it really helps to have like-minded entrepreneurial type friends um, who will hold you accountable to your goal. That's a very good point. And I, and I share the sentiment very much. Uh, I'm myself in a group of people, like-minded people, and we keep each other motivated and yeah. accountable. And it's awesome. But um, I know that for a lot of people, the question would be, how do you find those people? Facebook groups, um, business networking, more importantly, uh, I'm also an introvert. Um, so a Facebook group is easier. Um, Mm -hmm. like I am, my faith is very important to me. Uh, and so I really want to incorporate this journey because entrepreneurship is a faith walk. Um, oh, and yeah. If you're a person of faith, then it would behoove you to find um, like-minded, kingdom-minded, faith-focused uh, people who also are interested in entrepreneurs or who are also um, already have businesses or aspiring to have businesses. Because, you know, look, nothing's wrong with the nine to five. I've always had a nine to five. I've always had a salary and benefits. Um, up until now and this is very new to me and I'm not opposed to having another um, salary and benefits but I will always have something on the side that gives that fuels my purpose and fuels my passion Um, and if the two can coincide great and if not then I'm always going to have something on the side that helps other people and so Facebook groups definitely helps um you know, following hashtags, whether you're on Instagram, following hashtags. So say you are an esthetician. Well, follow the estheticians in Birmingham uh, hashtag or Birmingham estheticians or something like that. Or um, and then also reach out to people. Um, but don't just ask, like, hey, will you mentor me? Like, what are you providing 
what are you providing that person? Um, there was a time where I was really interested in real estate and there was a local guy or he's still here. And I reached out. I was like, Hey, what can I do to learn from you? Like, how can I volunteer? How can I help? Um, and so he just gave me a wealth of information. Um, but I did not reach out with only like, Hey, what can you give me? Um, I definitely reached out, um, being authentic, like, Hey, I don't know anything. I think I want to get into this industry. Um, may I take you to, uh, get coffee and just pick your brain? Um, do you have any events coming up where I could come and volunteer? And it, it starts there. It doesn't matter if it's personal relationships or building an audience online. I think like providing value, right? Always has to come, come first. It will. And actually, uh, that, that one of the questions that I had before, but we sort of uh, moved away from the subject of social media, is that there are um, two types of videos that I see people and you as well doing. One type is the educational type, when you're trying to tell about the situation or the product itself, doesn't matter, some sort of education. And the other is the viral stuff, you know, maybe a trendy song or a dance or anything yeah. like that, that you're just trying to get attention and, and, and the eyes on it. Um, do, do you look at it like one part is just to get the eyes on it and then the other is to convert people into business or you just do it because it's enjoyment for yourself? How, how do you look at it? I, You know, it, I would say enjoyment for myself, but I do understand that uh, I've heard it called edutainment. You're educating people, but you're also entertaining them. Um, like think of, you know, if I were to go to a person's site and every time I looked, every post, they're trying to sell me something. Well, no, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be in the mood to be sold. Like who wants to sit and watch QVC all day? Yeah. Nobody that I know of at some point you want some entertainment, right? And so it's the same. I feel like it's the same thing with social media. Um, and then some, you know, for me, I don't want it to be tasking. Mm -hmm. So yes, I want to educate you, but I also want to go on there and have fun and show my personality. And I'm not a big dancer. So if you go to my TikTok, you may see me attempt to do a dance and then I mess it up and laugh and go on about my business and still provide you some sort of information. Um, but I think that, um, providing value is important just for me and my nature um, mm -hmm. as a brand, it is important for a person to do that, um, to educate people about um, the journey that you want to bring them on um, or the products that you want to sell them or the lifestyle, if you will. Like this is a health and wellness lifestyle. This isn't, hey, I want you to lose 10 pounds in 10 days, which is fine that exists. Mm -hmm. But this is part of the lifestyle. Just, you know, when people come in here and they ask, they say, oh, my knees hurt. There's a few options. I have a topical cream that has a lot of CBD in it that's going to help you. I have cryotherapy that's going to help you. I also am going to recommend an anti-inflammatory diet. Why? Because long term, I want to help to heal you and not just, you know, come in, slap some cream on then in two days you're in pain again and so that's the same way um mm -hmm. or that's another reason why i find value in educating people 
And then, like I said, no one wants to sit and watch a salesperson all day long. So you might have to throw in some personality or some entertainment. You don't like that. That's for sure. You don't like personality at all. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I heard you I heard you say in, in uh, one of your videos that you wanted to be a Wi-Fi millionaire at one moment. Um, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh, how do how do you look at it now? Especially that you are uh, you're you're uh, you're all in into that. Uh, you you still you still want to or or it's. Uh... I still want that. I still want to be. And that is so funny. I forgot that I even poked it <laughs> in. You went. You must have went way back. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I still want to be a Wi-Fi millionaire. And you know why? And the ethos behind that is time and location freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I never planned to have a brick and mortar, but I did say that if a brick and mortar would help in this season to spread the message of health and wellness to the community, then mm-hmm. that's what I want. Um, but I I focus heavily my spare time on building opportunities online that are mm-hmm. not uh, restricted to my location. So I want people to know you can go to my website and order or you can contact me and we can talk about uh, inflammation. You can join my Facebook group and we can talk about health, wellness and faith and what that looks like. Um, And the reason I say I want to be a millionaire, it is truly I'm a giver. Um, I love to help other people and I want to give on a greater magnitude. Like I may not make a lot of money right now. But when I look back at some of the, the goals and dreams that I had when I was in middle school, I had a little journal. Almost everything has been accomplished except being a multimillionaire and retiring my mom and donating $100,000 and da da da. Like th- those money things mm-hmm. um, have not been accomplished yet. And yet. so the reason I say Wi Fi millionaire. As long as I have Wi-Fi, I would like to be able to make an income. And I don't want to be tied to a location. So if my family in Clarksville, Tennessee needs me for a month, then I'm able to go there and still make money, still make an impact um, and, you know, and still be there present for my family. Mm -hmm. If you had to choose, uh, would you say... Would you like to base your business on one-to-one coaching or one-to-many products? Great question. One-to-many. And the reason I say one-to-many is because, um, especially as it relates to health and wellness, group coaching, mm-hmm. accountability, um, the community aspect, social selling, uh, that has proven in my experience, to produce better results for people. Um, When someone has a community, especially when you're doing group coaching, like right now, um, I lead the health and wellness ministry at my church. And the people who participated in the, um, the group coaching or the small groups, they had better success in their health and wellness goals, because we met weekly as a group, we were able to learn from me, um, from one another, glean from um, different experiences, have heart to heart discussions. Whereas one on one, you could go a little bit deeper potentially with that person. Mm-hmm. However, 
they are solely potentially relying on you. And in my experience, if they are the only way I would want to do one on one coaching, it would really have to um, I would charge a lot. <laughs> I would charge a lot for one on one coaching because you're you know, your time is precious and that person really has to be committed um, to the process. And um, yeah, there's just something about a group dynamic that's phenomenal. Um, in terms of long-term success as it relates to health and wellness. So my vote is one to many. Absolutely. All right, um, let's do a little um, pod Every Podcaster special, which is a quick fire round. You're up okay. for it. Uh, very quick questions. And you can you, you can have a thing, but please answer shortly. Otherwise, we'll, we'll edit you out. <laughs> All right, so are you a team player or lone wolf? Oh, that's not fair. N nobody said it would be. I can't say both. Final answer, both. <laughs> Got it. I I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Take risks or carefully calculate? Take risks. Mobile or desktop? Mobile. Who inspires you most? Oh, man, you said there's too many people. Um, You know, my pastor. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? motivational speaker i can attest to the fact that you would be really good at it thank you what is an underappreciated business tool that you couldn't live without the app store what's your productivity life hack address the hard things first and what does success mean to you time and location freedom and impact on many i love it all right, to, to finish up, I would like to go back to your Instagram a little bit that you mm -hmm. grew significantly. And I wonder about how it came about. Um, what did you do that worked? And if you had to start over, what would you focus on the most? Awesome question. I started focusing on Instagram once I went live on Shopify and my account got blocked. And then I did some more research. Um, I did some paid ads on Facebook and Instagram. And I found out that I couldn't do that with CBD. So mm -hmm. I had to pivot very quickly. It was either uh, pivot or I don't know how the word's going to get out about my business. And so then instead of focusing solely on my business pages, I focused on building my personal brand mm -hmm. as Coach Tish. And it's funny because I was Coach Tish for many years and then I changed it. And lo and behold, when I went to change it back, someone had already scooped up the name. Oh. And so it's okay. And so now it's Coach Tish Thrive because um, um, my company is Thrive Wellness. And so, um, yeah, I had to pivot on building my brand, my personal brand, and just mentioning the products and services mm -hmm. that I um, have and love. And instead of putting advertising dollars behind um, just this, a CBD product on my um, business page, I wanted to promote myself. Mm -hmm. um, and what I have learned is, you know, that's, the, it's from what I can understand, it's the best way forward. Um, if you're comfortable doing that, um, it's the best way forward. Like, think about 
uh, I'm not, I'm not on Gary V's level. <laughs> so don't, no Nobody one's gonna, is. don't come after me. <laughs> he is not using CBD. I don't know what he's using, but it ain't CBD. Right. So, you know, think about Gary V, for example, like, does everyone know exactly what he sells? Of course, you know, there's the wine, but then mm -hmm. what else? What else does he sell? You just know that Gary V is Gary V and you can trust, you know, like, and trust him um, as it relates to marketing. And so I wanted to be a person where you know, like, and trust me as someone who's interested in health and wellness or more than interested. I'm certified as a health and wellness coach. I'm certified as a CBD advisor and coach. I'm certified to provide cryotherapy services. I love ketones. I love infusion machines. You know, I want people to think health, wellness, and faith, and um, all of that. I want them to think about me. Mm -hmm. And then from there, consider the products and services and, you know, recommendations that I might have. Um, so I had to grow my personal Instagram page out of, I, I felt like I was forced to do it mm -hmm. <laughs> because if I were only focused on my business page, I don't think that I would have a business. What worked to bring you to 50K though, I wonder? Like, was it just the consistency? I think hashtags. Some people do not use hashtags, and mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's wise. Um, I also do um, partnerships. So, for example, if there's someone in your industry or giveaways, mm -hmm. there's someone in your industry um, who might partner with you, then maybe you do a giveaway with that person, and the requirement is you have to follow Coach Tish thrives. And so then they follow me and then I can nurture them um, either through my page or email or SMS marketing. So partnerships, um, JVs, joint ventures, those have helped tremendously um, using hashtags, following people who are similar to mm -hmm. see what they're posting, um, see what they're talking about, um, what else. Engaging on other people's posts. Um, instead of just scrolling and posting when you want to do, you know, post something. Do you have to remember to always post? Like, do you have to force yourself sometimes to do it? Yes, especially on, it's weird. Monday through Friday, I don't really have to remind myself. Uh -huh. But something about Saturday and especially Sunday. Sundays, I think that I just completely forget about posting. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, I should post something. Um, but yeah, I, for some reason, Monday through Friday, I remember. But Saturday and Sunday, especially Sunday, I don't. Everyone deserves a weekend. Yeah. Even, even from social media. Yeah, I don't I don't really think about it on the weekend as yeah. much. That's that's healthy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I like what you said, that uh, people have to know, like, and trust you. And yeah. uh, as a person who comes from sales, it's exactly how you get people to buy stuff from you, isn't it? You first really? get, get them to know you, get them to like you, and only then you can build enough trust to to, to actually sell them anything. Well, which I think is a great end. All right, Tish, um, thank you so much for joining me today. Me um, too. I cannot wait for the for the millions to start rolling in. Yay! Uh, it, <laughs> and then I can start a nonprofit, and just I have so many ideas. And and I cannot wait for you to stand on the stage and follow Gary V. 
and uh, you know he yeah. will be he will be small peanuts and you will be <laughs> you will be number I've one that. from your mouth to god's ears let's go yeah uh, all right thank you so much it was a pleasure talking with you thank you thanks thanks to tish and thank you for listening if you have problems sleeping tonight after this energy boost then feel free to use some cbd i can attest that it's working and it's a great supplement and alternatively put on your airpods and listen to another episode of careers 2.0 until next time